Ignorant Bliss quick hit. Y'all be prepared. There's spoilers in this. I'm talking all about the movie. So if you don't want to know nothing, you should probably just quit right now. What's up, folks? Um, it's been about a week, but it's time I'm going to talk about the new uh, DC comic event, Dark Knight's Metal. And that is by Greg Capullo, Scott Snyder, Jonathan Glampian, I guess, and I, can't, I don't know how to say this guy's name. Let me look at the full the full uh credits. It doesn't pop up until like a third of the book and third of the way in the book. Uh FCO Placidine Decia is the colorist. Uh Steve Wands is letterer. And I think where's the where's the editor at? Eddie Braganza and Rebecca Taylor are editors. Dave White Wildgaz is the assistant editor. Um, basically, I might go back and do uh, episodes about the previous lead-ups, the casting and the forge. But the book basically starts out with a with a. Uh, a flashback to 50,000 years ago. Um, uh, almost another take on like prehistoric man in the DC universe. But, you know, since his rebirth, you know, it's all kind of open. Uh, you have these symbols of like a wolf and like looks like a bear and a bird. And then like evil blood stuff and darkness and it flash forward to this cold open which is essentially the Justice League the big seven that is now instead of having um, Martian Manhunter being it is it's replaced by uh, the current thing which is Cyborg stuck on War World or War Moon that um, Mongo has set up and he has him depowered and then this gladiator pit and they got all this badass Justice League looking armor on. Batman has like a bat helmet with like spikiness all over it. Flash got on armor and a flail. You know, Superman has armor on and a freaking club. And you know, they sit down there going in. Toy Man's been captured. The Japanese kid Toy Man, who's not really a bad guy. And it seems here. Uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo are having nothing but tons of fun here. Because essentially they're making this cold open where you have the Justice League and Gladiator plates fighting monsters and aliens and evil robot trucks and stuff. And then all of a sudden, no bullshit. All the kinetic art looking really great. Um, thanks by the artist, Greg Capullo and his inker. Good pacing and layout of the of the panels, colors are bright. The Justice League ends up taking control of some robots and then basically forming Justice League Voltron. No bullshit. It's a pretty fun idea. 
We got Batman as the head, Superman as the chest, uh, Flash is one foot, Aquaman is another foot, Cyborg's an arm. Makes sense, she should be an arm. Gotta have that cannon, you know what I'm saying? And uh, Wonder Woman is the other arm. And then they're, you know, wrecking shop, and they win. Mongo loses. Justice League gets home. Big Clatum kills him event in Gotham City. This mountain appears nowhere in the middle of the, of the city, wrecking stuff. And it's basically connects to a lot of things. You have Batman's looking to like these metals and this mystery that he feels only he can solve. And that happens in those those two uh one shots that goes into some of that. And basically I think a lot of it has been going through a lot of uh, Scott Snyder's work in his Batman run. Batman runs, like I should say, with his main Batman run and then into his all star Batman run. So you got this and this is the more talky part of the book. And it it's handled pretty well because it doesn't feel slow and meandering. Uh, it very much moves the plot along. And I think you can kind of get the gist of this without reading those. But it's just easier to read those uh, those two one shots that led up to this. Um, the, the artwork here... Again, it's still kind of bright. Um, it does well with telling the story of basically people talking and comparing notes and figuring out things. Uh, we end up meeting with like the Black Hawks, who are kind of basically led by Kendra Saunders, who, and the pre-New 52 continuity, was the... Shoot, like the post zero hour Hawk girl, because you can't say post crisis, because there was a there was a post crisis Hawk woman later on when the early nineties, I mean not early nineties, late nineties, uh, JSA happened with Jeff Johns and shoot, mostly Jeff Johns and uh, David S. Goyer. Uh, a lot of new characters were brought into the Justice Society of America. The interesting thing is that this book is is a really fast-paced um, summer blockbustery feel, and summer blockbustery, I should say, kind of like um, what's a what's a good blockbuster? Uh, a little Cameron esque, or or um, maybe not even Cameron esque because it, the book metal is very much influenced by heavy metal rock music, so it it has that that feel like it's building up like guitar riffs and stuff. Uh, that's what I think they was going for in terms of the rhythm of the story and the rhythm of the dialogue. Uh, the fast-paced nature of it, but it's still tied very much into the DC universe. It's it's very open to to and new readers, especially readers who really only started reading with Rebirth, even forgetting the New Fifty Two section of the reboot. Um, but it still has enough stuff that I guess 
for fans who know DC Universe well, who's been reading it a long time, able to still get interested to see, like, oh, how are they reintroducing some of these ideas and older concepts and things from the previous main iteration of DC Universe? So how are they going to rework these things into the story he's telling that's changing up, I guess, a lot of the beginnings or or secret pasts of, of things of the DC Universe? So we have um, Hawkman here. Well, he's not actually in it, but a lot of talk about him and how he went to find basically where Nth Metal came from. He's trying to say that Nth Metal isn't naturally from the regular DC universe. And not just DC universe, but the actual regular DC multiverse as we known post uh, 52, uh, which is basically there's like 52 worlds in this Orient of worlds that Morrison cooked up. That there's another one a dark one. And then Hawkman went to go find this. And he over through his lives he's been researching these things and trying to figure it out. And you see they're showing like how he hooked up or helped make some of these all these classic heroic teams like the Black Hawks, working with Will Magnus and making the Metal Men, uh setting up the challenges of the unknown and with Red Tornado. It's interesting because I didn't know at this point that none of these superheroes really know who Red Tornado is. Like, they don't know who he is. So, he's they're interacting with this robot, and they just seem to, like, not know that's Red Tornado. So, hey, I guess he's being reintroduced here. Um, They look at, basically, the big poster of the multiverse that we've seen in Multiversity. Uh, for those who haven't read that, it's very easy to find. You know, check the Multiversity poster. It'd be really Googleable. And basically everything kind of goes crazy where it seems like this big dark entity is trying to breach its way into not only just the positive multiverse, but specifically Earth. And his way to get through here is through Batman. The symbol of this dark being is a bat. And Batman is unintentionally, unbeknownst to him, the avatar that will bring him through to this universe and multiverse that can destroy it. Uh, It's still early on, so I'm not going to judge any of the things about this bad guy, where it comes from, blah, 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 and how it fits in to certain other things in, in the past of DC Universe's crises because this is very much feeling crisis like um batman takes uh some stuff so he can run his tests inadvertently might be helping bring about more bad things and then at the end of the book he meets up with the current dream of the endless i think it's daniel um, but yeah, people weren't expecting um, that to happen uh, because basically for a long period of time, 
uh, the endless and stuff of Sandman didn't really connect much with the DC universe, even though it was kind of part of the DC universe. So it to really talk about that gets into a whole bunch of like super continuity things with like um, old JSA stuff on how actually like the current Sandman is like the grandson of Hawkman because of like Hector Hall and like the kid of like Silver Age no Golden Age Wonder Woman and they got together and then like homeboy Hector actually became Dr. Fate for a bit but yeah and like he got reborn once through Dove from Hawk and Dove, like it that really me just saying that right now is probably a bit too much. But overall, this is a good start, I think, to a big superhero comic event. The artwork, the use of blacks is really great from Capullo within rendering um, Batman, especially on the final splash page. Because most of you see of Batman is the white of his eyes and some of his face. It goes well with the um, almost all whiteness of the Sandman appearing. Great use of negative space and positive space. Um, I think they use a little bit too much effects on coloring uh, Sandman, though. A little bit unnecessary um, little shines and, and fogginess. The um, initial image looked like it was strong enough to portray what they needed to portray, but... Overall, this was a really good comic, a good superhero comic. Um, I give it like an eight and a half if I had to get a, a score. Um, I think I kind of enjoy the cult open more than like the main story, but I have to say some of that I think is because I'm still figuring out how they're redoing things with the DC universe. It's in such flux, and. I didn't read all of his Batman run. Um, it was too soon after the Morrison stuff, and I preferred the Morrison stuff. Uh, so, um, I hate so far the stuff I read from Snyder is good. So I might go back and reread it just so some things are a little bit more clear for me in terms of understanding the universe. But overall, this is this is a really. This is a really fun comic book and a good thing to see after DC took a break from doing these things, which was smart. And doing a, this is their first real big event since since Rebirth popped off. So um, it looked like they took a good time to retool and refocus, and we got a pretty good event on our hands here, at least from the first issue. I look forward to reading... The next issue, I don't know if I'm even going to try to read um, the tie-ins. There's a good number. So technically, if you really want to get into this well, you should read Dark Days to Forge and then Dark Days to Casting and then Metal. I'll probably go back and do an episode talking about the Forge and the Casting 
and do it nice and backwardsy for you guys. But there's a whole bunch of other things like there's a Teen Titans issue tie-in, there's a Nightwing, uh, Suicide Squad, Green Arrow, all that stuff happens later. And there's there's this thing about these uh, Dark Knights um, attacking, like the the big bad ascending from the Dark Universe these nightmares and the nightmares are basically going to be um evil batmen that have basically destroyed their justice leagues and ended up taking on the powers of a member so essentially they are going to be fighting a batman justice league so you know like so i think one batman is like mixed with superman well, not mixed with superman actually mixed with doomsday and then there's like a Batman that became the Black Flash or something. Um, a Batman that has a Green Lantern ring. A Batman that's like cyborg. And they got to face all these guys. So there's going to be like little one shots about each one of those. And I haven't decided if I'm going to read those. Or I'm just going to really just stick mostly to metal. And if I do more episodes on this, I'll probably just stick to just metal itself besides those two um, jumping off one shots. So I'll probably have more thoughts on this as the story gets deeper. Right now, it's still early on. Uh, I'll try not to be biased in my certain likes of the DC Universe in regards also to how this is feeling feeling very crisis-like. And, you know, crisis is something big. And if you read enough of the crises enough times, you can start picking out certain ideas and trends about, you know, like apocalyptic stories and, and, and such and tying that into these weird American superhero ideas. But that's all I got. Hope you guys enjoy. Peace. So, um... IgnorantBliss.com, IgnorantBliss.com is where you can check out my main podcast. Uh, this is on iTunes. That's on iTunes. Just search Ignorant Bliss. Or I should basically just say Apple Podcast now. You know, I like to be fancy. Um, Twitter is I-G-B-L Podcast. Um, Ignorant Bliss Podcast. On Facebook, Ignorant Bliss podcast at gmail.com if you want to contact me talk to the show you can comment on this as well um i'm at julian lytle lytle on all social media so um hope you enjoyed deuce